I am finally recording, and I am playing this music. Well, hi there. Happy Thursday. It is February the 6th, 2020, and I'm Eric talking at you once again from beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, where if you're planning on going viral, you don't understand the meaning of planning or going viral. <laughs> kind of miss, kind of missing the mark there, aren't you? <laughs> Just... Calling a spade a spade. How's it going, Gordon? Doing all right, my friend. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm glad I chose that instrumental version of that song. It made me happy. Um, welcome everybody to What If We're Right, um, the number one Canadian podcast, as voted for by me earlier today. <laughs> I love when you vote. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say hi, of course, to Mike at Pit Lane Parlay. At the beginning of race season, you can listen to Pit Lane Parlay on Apple Podcasts and then give those guys whatever kind of a review you think they deserve. There's a whole bunch of stars beside their name. You just go ahead and pick one. <laughs> and, of course, a big shout-out to Alex and Tom, uh, my two best friends in America and across the Atlantic starting their new podcast network sort of adventure uh, with the some of the greatest cover art I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're, they're fucking nailing it. But they host Thor's Kin and a couple other podcasts on Podbean, and they're fantastic and funny. And I actually like their uh, bar fight thing. It's pretty good. It's and, of course... Of my friends at the Thanks for Watching podcast, thanks for following me on the Instagram. Uh, if you kids want to follow me and Gord's Wacky Adventures on the Instagram, it's Eric and Gord. <laughs> and on the Twitter, we're Eric underscore Gord. And on the Facebook, we're Eric and Gord Show. And on the World Wide Web, we are Eric and Gord dot world. And that's a neat little streamlined site. No bullshit website. Just cuts to the chase and tells you everything you need to know about this great podcast. And gives you an opportunity to leave up to a five-minute voice message uh, if you don't want to call us tonight and be a part of the show. Which you can do right now. 604-655-9630. Because we are live on speaker.com. Um, now... Gordon, everybody else, I know if you go to that website, you're going to be like, oh my God, where's all of Eric's usual shit? Usually he crowds <laughs> up all the fucking websites with a bunch of his own personal stupid shit. Well, I didn't do that this time. It's just a strictly Eric and Gord website. But if you're missing all that stuff, 
you can go to Eric and shit dot design. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and you can find Eric and shit there. <laughs> That's my new personal website. That's amazing. Uh yeah, hi to Queenie at CQP Moments. Um whoever he is, uh fucking give me his number and I will punch him right in the face. Just just I'm just saying, Queenie, you need some help. I will I will punch a guy in the face who's ever making you post all that shit. Um you just We find him and take him down. Exactly. Okay. Let's get on with it. Anybody who doesn't want to chat and doesn't feel like calling or being a part of the show or going to our website and leaving a voice message, you can always email the show at Trump is a sack of shit at Outlook.com. Uh, whatever. I don't even care. I'm, I'm so done with that whole story. I, I hope they do vote for him. They fucking deserve him. Uh, they do. Whenever I hear anything now, it's kind of like uh, all this news about like yeah, it's it's like someone phoning like an old friend from high school phones and he's like, hey Gord, you remember that fat chick in high school? Yeah, uh, she put on some weight. <laughs> yeah, good, great. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call. <laughs> I'm sick of it. One thing that you are going to absolutely love, because I know you you've been very vocal about how much you enjoy no fault insurance. Mm, and oh what, yeah, a, what a great thing that is for your province. Oh, uh, starting next year, BC is switching to no fault insurance. Why their their insurance companies are well. BC Insurance is making a fortune as it is. Why would they want to change that up? They are losing a tremendous amount of money in legal fees, lawyers' costs and stuff, because they have to go to court every time someone gets a nick in their fender, and lawyers are expensive. So they're saying it'll save the average driver up to 20% on their yearly um, insurance rates. The really oh, funny thing was it was David Eby announcing it, and he looked, I think he might have been wearing the same suit that he was wearing in 2018 when he announced that BC absolutely wasn't considering going to no-fault insurance. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like the exact, it looks like they just dubbed over the same video. He's like, we are not even entertaining the notion of no-fault insurance. And then today he's like, we're totally doing that. I just lied. <laughs> oh, my I said God. We, we are. Suck it, BC. <laughs> I don't wow. like it. it. It opens the door to a lot of questions about what happens to pedestrians because it takes away your right to sue. And I don't like well that. Which is true, but see, the the real big issue is the fact that now, because of no-fault insurance, and I'm not sure how it works this way, but because of no-fault insurance, basically how it works is even if you have a good, perfect driving record, your rates will go up because somebody got into an accident. Yeah. 
That's that's the way it works now in Ontario. So no matter what your rates go up, um, for some people it jumps. Like I've been watching people posting about this for a couple of years now, and like their rates have gone up. Like oh, oh my insurance just went up. I've got um, I had a speeding ticket 15 years ago. I've never had a car accident. Um, it's the, yeah, speeding ticket is the only infraction I've ever been I've ever had. And my insurance this year has gone up by three hundred and fifty dollars for the year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it was explained that mostly uh, young drivers, new drivers, are going to get fucked. Everybody else will be okay. Yeah. Um, it'll pretty much go down for everyone else, and then like new drivers are going to get screwed completely. So that's always fun. Wow. I just thought uh, you'd really get a kick out of that. Um, it's a horrible model. I don't like it. I, Other than... It, and I don't like having a flat rate for an injury. I, that doesn't make sense to me. No, it's it's a... Again, the whole point of it, the whole point of no-fault insurance on its core makes no sense. A drunk driver slams into my car, and yet my insurance goes up because of it. Yeah, uh, in let now in that scenario, you're, if he gets uh, convicted of a crime like drunk driving or whatever, uh, you can yeah. then you're allowed to sue. Oh, well, yeah, but then again, what's the cost of suing versus how much you actually get and everything else, and how many years is it going to take to go through the system, be able to do it all? Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. And you get you yeah. don't know what you're going to get for your injury because there's just a flat rate for it now. So if they decide like a broken back is worth a hundred bucks, then that's what you get. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how long it takes you to recover or the treatment you need or the prescriptions you need. You get no. whatever they uh, say you get, and that's the end of the conversation. Oh my god, fuck! Yeah, it's it's kind of the Canadian way. Um, it's what we did to the veterans, too. We took away their pension, and we gave them a flat rate and said, look, you get this big lump sum, and that's what you get. Yeah. Sadly. I don't like it. I don't like the B.C. government. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's no secret. <laughs> uh, we used to be... We used to talk about that all the time. But lately, yeah, they just... There's been so much going on south of the border that we just haven't had a chance to bring it home and talk about what's going on at home. So I thought tonight I'd bring it back to the good old days and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in B.C. Uh, pipelines are getting built. Uh, oh, and just in, and just in time because they just had a train derailment in fucking um, Alberta. Yeah, with isn't a, that funny? With a bunch of oil on it and... Uh, uh, a whole village had to be evacuated. Um, yeah, there's a giant fire. Like 12 cars went off the road. Big fire. 30, 31 of the 104 cars derailed and a dozen caught fire. All, yeah. filled with, all filled with crude oil. And they were all just filled with marshmallows. It doesn't matter what they're filled with. The trains always blow up. They're kind of like a mole man's car on The Simpsons. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Just stops at a stop sign. <laughs> yeah, that's. 
there, I think there, there can't be any misconception anymore in this country that trains are safe. Uh, I think that big one in Lake Magantic, Quebec, should have get, tipped everybody off. But if not, then there's a whole bunch more since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and First Nations groups are being pushed off the land right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, RCMP are moving in and just throwing people out. And apparently they've arrested journalists and just, like, stuck them in the back of cop cars without charges. Um just so journalists can't see how they're treating these First Nations people. That's, of course, one side of the story, but I don't know. The, the mentor, the uh, Tom Luke, God, I hate people's last names. Luki Kwiski, I don't know, whatever. Tom. Close enough. Um, he's a member of Parliament, yeah. He's a member of the Parliament in the area where it happened. Um, he says that... Uh, to have two major train derailments that are incredibly serious is something that is almost incomprehensible. I'm not a big believer in coincidence, but this seems to have a that this seems to be that it's a bit more than just coincidence. Really? So he's thinking, yeah. So he's actually thinking it's something else. Uh, I think it's something else too. I think it's really horribly managed rail yards with a bunch of overpaid fucking idiots who don't do their jobs and they don't do the safety precautions on trains that are necessary. Yep, and it's an industry that expects something like that to still rely on a fucking handbrake. Do we have? Why can't we come up with something better than a handbrake for these fucking things? Uh, so yeah, it is something more than coincidence. If you think it's some kind of conspiracy, go eat a bullet because it's just not. <laughs> we can't even do conspiracies in Canada. We don't even have enough people for a decent conspiracy. <laughs> We're too busy getting drunk and high to have a conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking arguing about who owns Tim Hortons and where the fuck Harry and Megan are going to go. Um, Is it my phone? No, it's not my phone that's doing that sound. Uh, yeah, so no, it's not some big... It, it does seem kind of coincidental in this, in this era of pro-pipeline shift that we're going in, but I don't think there's anything... Um, conspiracy wise about it it does help my side look really good though oh that definitely does um, which is just a good thing around the world we can start shipping natural gas uh, it's not just for oil I mean we can start shipping <laughs> natural gas to Asia we can start really helping the environment which getting natural gas to Asia gets them off coal, and uh, that helps the environment a lot. Now, I have something interesting that I was told about. Of course, I haven't actually looked it up to see who was specifically responsible for this. But um, in Canada, the Parole Board of Canada, so for years... In order to be on the National Parole Board in Canada, you had to have extensive knowledge and experience in the field. Lawyers, judges, um, uh, uh, former cops uh, with other experience. Just huge amount of people that have that have been dealing with 
these types of people and knows the criminal mind and that sort of thing. And this is kind of what they've been doing their whole lives. Now, right. apparently all that changed not too long ago. Um, sometime around – it was either Harper near the end of his term or it was the beginning of Trudeau's, but I think it was Harper uh, who changed it. But basically it's been changed. So now it's it's run by – Ex-Tim Hortons uh, workers. Oh, even worse. Um, it's now run by whichever political party is in charge of the country at the time. So they're appointed. Right. Think about that. People are now being appointed into these positions that might not have any true experience with dealing with criminals. Oh, I would imagine most of them have zero experience in it. So, which this, in my opinion, because I had a very big conversation with somebody about this, and when I was bitching about that dude in Quebec, I said, like, how do you release a guy who's supposed to be spending his life in jail? How do you release him after only X many years? And this whole bullshit. And that's one of the things that came up. It's like, well, you understand that all the people who used to be in charge of the pro boards are not in charge of it anymore. It's not independent. Now it's all done through political party. Sure. And... Um, and I would imagine it's not like an, it's probably not a very uh, glamorous job. It's probably not one you want. So they're not going to pick like the dude who's a really top rated uh, cabinet member. They're going to pick the the peon. Yeah, the the guy who's guaranteed. If, if we give him a good, if we give him a position, then therefore he'll always vote for us. So we'll keep him there. Yeah, it's um. And uh, I don't think any uh, governing party is going to really give a shit about who they put in that position. They're not going to put the best man for the job. They're going to put whoever the fuck will take it, basically. Could you imagine if, like, everything was run like that? Well, it pretty much We already know what happens. We already know what happens when with companies where you know they they say oh no i'll put my instead of i have this applicant who's perfect for the job they got everything they could ever ask for it but i'm going to put my cousin in there instead well that's how the government works especially federally that's why you always end up with that big cabinet shift after the first like or shuffle sorry they do their cabinet shuffle after the first like six months or whatever because they're like oh none of these people are good in the positions i put them in i gotta fucking figure this out It's a ridiculous way to do it. But then again, we're not picking the right leaders to be in, in to be making these decisions to begin with. Uh, that's very true. If we could get a, a leader that had just somewhat of a even fucking vague resemblance to integrity and get them to care about their job or, or care about their country more than holding on to their job then maybe they would start making decisions that are in the best interest of us as opposed to what's just going to keep them in office the longest. But I don't see that happening any fucking time soon. You know, I'm just... I'm reading a little bit about it as we're doing this, and it's insane. They're just talking about, like, since the thing has changed, since the Pro Board stuff has changed, which was in around 2000, and around 2000, I guess. 
Um, here's some big notable ones that have changed. Larry Takashi, he received three concurrent life sentences in 1984 for sexually assaulting seven women. I he actually was think I recognize that name. That's because he was known as the balaclava rapist. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. He I admitted that guy. That's right. He admitted to attacking over 30 women and was suspected by police in 120 attacks. Okay, that was in 97 and all that stuff. In 2003, he was granted parole despite his own admission that he was at risk to reoffend. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to reoffend? Probably. All right. <laughs> Let's hope you don't. <laughs> <On> you go. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in 2000, that was in 2003. In 2005, it was reported that he had repeatedly violated his parole by drinking, lying to his parole officer, and socializing with sex offenders. <laughs> and they eventually revoked it in 2013. So it took them that long. Jesus Christ. Another great one is Conrad Brozard, who was given a life sentence in 1970 for being convicted of murder. He had a criminal history dating back decades, including multiple convictions for assault, attempted rape, and, and armed robbery. In February 2002, the parole board granted him day parole. Shortly after his relief, he raped Cecile Clement before stabbing her to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, crap. <laughs> That's like this Yahoo that you brought up last week. Um, yeah. The guy who had to get out to, because uh, he jerking off just wasn't doing it for him anymore or whatever. And, and yeah. they, they let him out. And you didn't tell me the sex worker that he killed was a fucking knockout. Oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get her picture until I think it was after we talked about it. I saw her picture. Yeah. Good look, good look girl. Fucking amazingly beautiful. Uh, but why, why is a guy like that getting parole? Why is Vince Lee getting fucking day parole? Um, <laughs> and yet Kelly Ellard couldn't for 20 years. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the ones that can and the ones that can't like it. Like it just, I, I don't know if they're just throwing darts at a board or, pulling names out of a hat or or what they do but it makes no sense and but i don't know nothing about our our prison system makes sense to me like we we you, you, you know get the name? like a, up to three years for kicking a dog but then you get six months for raping a kid i don't understand <laughs> it do you know the name eric norman fish remember that name i do you get after refresh my memory? It sounds familiar. Uh, he was serving a life sentence for a 1984 murder. Uh, he was released in 2004 to a halfway house in Vernon, British Columbia. And in 2004, he was charged with the murder of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Drake, whose body was found on the shore of Okanagan Lake. <laughs> oh, very lovely. And then, Three years later, in 2007, he was he was again charged with the murder of another guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, and the, well, and the six weeks that he was at large, they did no alert was issued by police or the parole board. That doesn't surprise me in the Okanagan whatsoever. They don't like to rock the boat. No, they they really don't. <laughs> uh, and yet, when Charles Scott, a very prolific uh white supremacist moved here they fucking made a big deal out of that shit everybody knew he was coming yeah my name is jeff 
Um, <laughs> I, I have no say idea. Four days, but I'm not going to. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I was stunned. I don't know what to do. I, it's we need to in this country just uh, scrap our government and start over again, and not vote for the handful of people who just expect to be voted for every goddamn time. Uh, we can't be putting like it's the parole board. Come on. These guys, like, look at all the examples Gore just gave, and that's just like two or three uh, that we know. Oh, there's like thirty. There's thirty on the page alone that I was looking at. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Um, it's just it never seems to end. And why would it? Why would you stop doing anything you do if the Canadian justice system is the only reason to stop? That's not a reason to stop anything. No. And this is kind of why you got to start thinking that maybe um, what 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 do they call it when you take matters in your own hands? What is that called? Vigilantism. Vigilante, yeah, vigilantism. This is why that's I'm I'm starting to think that this might be a, just a better idea. Uh, Somebody run, fuck, it, fuck it, just kill him because worst case scenario, you're out in four years. <laughs> yeah, right. And you don't have to worry about that guy being out for four years. So you, you weigh the balance. I. Uh, now, without legally getting myself into any trouble down the road here, I cannot personally say that I totally agree with everything Gord just said. But I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying I understand why somebody would think it would be. Ah. <laughs> uh... That's okay to say, right? That that's okay because I'm not I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying I can understand. That's okay. Uh, but I don't know how all that works. <laughs> it's uh, we, we well we had our vigilantes, right? We had the the guys around here that were going around. They were doing their own version of the catch a predator. Yep, that's um, right. And they were basically heroes. They did a lot of good. Now, they also got themselves in a lot of trouble. They were pretty smart about it. They weren't really breaking any laws. Uh, no, they were very smart about it until they were eventually forced to shut down, and the public outcry was hugely against it. Um, But, you know, Gord's not exactly <laughs> wrong. If we really want to stop the Vince Lees from the world from really re-terrorizing their victims... Uh, that's the, probably not a bad way to go. Um, you know, if it meant a, uh, the difference between a rapist being close to my daughter or not being close to my daughter, uh, I'd do four years. Why not? Right? It's I'd probably out in 18 months with good behavior. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe, again, maybe that's not a bad way to send a message. I I'm not saying we do anything. I'm saying we send a message. <laughs> uh, the the same way I say that maybe it's a good idea that none of us vote for the fucking yahoos that are in Ottawa. If we just didn't vote, they would get the message. Uh, maybe we can say, hey, we don't like your parole board decisions. And we can send that message by uh, making our own parole board decisions when these people get out on their day parole. Maybe we're waiting to give them a ride to wherever they want to go. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And maybe they get there and maybe they don't. I don't. I can't predict the future. 
<laughs> Again, not condoning, just saying I understand. Just sending a message. Just let you know. I do. Um, oh, I got. I got here. Wrong. There we go. Wrong. Um, I've got. I got two little lighter bit of news. Um, one of them I just found absolutely fascinating. One is just more of, hey, guess you didn't know this. Um, this kind of makes me a little bit more proud of America. Puts them up a little notch. Um, in 2019, Americans visited the library more often than the movies in 2019. Is that because they made movies free at the library? Uh, probably. But <laughs> it's not just movies. It's movies, live sports events, museums, and concerts, and amusement parks and casinos. So they were at like a lot of people were using the library more than the numbers for anything else. So that's actually I'm, I'm well, well done, America. You're learning to read. That's good. Congratulations. Um, I don't trust it. I, <laughs> the last thing we need, the last thing I want running around this world is a bunch of Americans who think they're smart. Yeah. It's, True, but my thing is they might be at the library, but I bet you 99% of them are still on their phones the whole time. <laughs> Probably just doing it to get away from their parents for a while. I just got a weird so that was interesting. Uh, That's but, which brings me up to the next one. Yeah. Now, speaking of books, Eric, if you who what would you venture? Canada's most borrowed library book. Canada's uh, most Borrowed library book. Yeah. For Ever? All of no for uh for twenty nineteen. Most borrowed uh in the biggest library systems in or sorry, in the in all the top uh Canada's biggest cities. So they took um, all the biggest cities in Canada, took all the library books, okay, who had whose book was checked out the most? Uh, that would be Fifty Shades of Grey, the biography of Justin's beard. <laughs> That'll be next year's. <laughs> um, no, it, it, pardon me. It was Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. She won a fucking Grammy for the audiobook on that. Yeah, she did. So yeah, so the actual book was checked out of Toronto Libraries. 5,860 times, while the digital copy was borrowed at least 6,632 times. Now, what's interesting about that number is 6,632. If one more person borrowed it, that's that equi- that's 6633, which is 6666. Six, six. No, yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> is, she is like the new Diana. People much. just love her. Um I've I've never really heard her speak. I don't know what her whole deal is. Oh, she's a much like her husband. She's a very great speaker. Um, she absolutely. I would put her up on the like maybe not quite in the same like I mean same loft as Princess Diana in the sense of what she's done. But Michelle Obama is is just it's she's she's a very classy, well spoken woman. Um, definitely wears her heart on her sleeve to an extent. Uh, 
just uh, you know she she deals with some really good topics uh, a lot of stuff to do with bullying with kids um you know things like that uh, she's uh, how a, to bully uh, kids or to not do that well both <laughs> don't want to offend <laughs> She's still a liberal, so you don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> she does a lot of good stuff on bullying, like like how you should do that. <laughs> how you should bully them. How to bully and get get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. She looks like uh, a bully. I've never heard her speak. I should actually look into her. She's getting very, very popular. And who knows? Maybe... Pretty soon, there'll be the conversation of, can a black woman run the White House? Wrong. <laughs> it can happen. Absolutely. Uh, never in our I'm lifetime. Didn't call it, I'm so surprised they didn't just call it the Black House while he was in there. That just would have been great. You know what? I am, oh, yeah. We're spending the defense budget on spinny rims, bitches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that just would have been the best. The uh, best. Oh yeah, right. You just like yo fuck now. Now, uh, um, you know what? Uh, that actually really impresses me. Just to, I, I don't want to downplay. Uh, that makes me happy uh, because I would have honestly guessed it was like Anne of Green Gables or something fucking stupid. So it does make me happy that Canadians are at least trying to pay attention to something relevant and of value to, to read. As opposed to, oh, it's the, the, the Sour has 22 minutes uh, retrospective book. Or fucking Red well, Greens, How to Keep Your Bears Together, or some fucking bullshit like that. That's usually the answer to those stupid Canadian questions. Well, how about the number one book uh, that was that was rented out of uh, Halifax's biggest library? <laughs> uh... it's, it's called, I, I just got to get this out before I forget. It's already closed the window down. It's called Man Dog. For whom the ball rolls. <laughs> it's a children's book. <laughs> that, that absolutely makes total sense. For whom the ball rolls. <laughs> that uh, I actually heard that. That is really annoying. Um, well, Halifax, I don't know. <clears throat> Listen to our show and I won't make fun of you. That's, that's all I can say. Um, no one out east seems to want to listen to us, so until they do, they're just not going to get it. That's right. So Thank if you. you have any friends that live, like, east of Ontario, Quebec area, please tell them to tune in to Eric and Gord, What If We're Right, on all kinds of stations and channels and websites. We are now on Apple Podcasts all the time. We are on Podcast Addict, which is a site that we're on. I don't want to say anything about it because a lot of people listen to us on it. Uh, So I won't tell you that it sucks. We are also on, finally, once again, we are on iHeartRadio. Now called iHeartMedia because they don't just do radio. They do all kinds of media. But you can find us on iHeartRadio. And then you can go and give us reviews and ratings on Podchaser or Chartable. If you don't like Apple, you, there's plenty of places to review and and give us stars and give us Instagram likes and Facebook pokes and all that shit. It all counts to making this show better for you guys. And look, listen to an episode from a year ago and see where we are now. 
and then you might want to start contributing more because we just get better and better and better. Damn right we do. But if you don't start pitching in soon, we're going to go right back to shit, I promise. <laughs> and it'll be so bad there won't even be a handbasket involved. That is <laughs> not true. That'd be a good way to punish people. Hey, not enough of you are listening to us. We're going to make the show worse. We're just going to get really drunk and do episodes really hammered, slur our way through it. You know what? If that wasn't such a big uh, genre, I probably would. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I know. There's like thousands of them, though. Well, it started with that that drunk history thing on the fucking Comedy Network. Yep. And uh, now there's like a whole bunch of drunk fucking podcasts. Which is cool. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's a cute idea. It's just, it's just been. I wouldn't. It just gets a little frustrating. It just gets a little frustrating. It's just like you know, there's like you know, political podcasting, drunken political podcasting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, guess what? It's no different, guys. <laughs> if I slur a little bit while I'm saying this shit, I'm still saying this shit. <laughs> I'm still saying it. It's just gonna come out a little more crass. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's, no. not, it's not going to change my opinion if I'm a little yeah. more drunk than usual. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Eric, I know how much you are um, just flat out sick and tired of hearing about all the gun deaths in America. So I'm not going to tell you of the story about a guy who was shot to death. Instead, I'm going to tell you about a man who accidentally killed his neighbor with a crossbow while trying to save him from a dog. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> there's there's this dude being attacked by a dog and the guy his neighbor uh, ended up pulling at a crossbow and to shoot at the dog and they believe that the bolt struck one of the dogs went through the door and then fatally struck the neighbor who was attempting to barrack himself himself from the attack so 27 uh... guy is dead <laughs> because the guy shot a crossbow <laughs> Uh, well, it, it, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. At least it wasn't a gun. <laughs> right. I mean, it wasn't a gun. This is in Massachusetts. And uh... <laughs> that's what you get. Uh, what did I... Just, I just saw that and I thought that was amazing. So, yeah. I'll save you. I'll kill you. <laughs> Whichever. Yeah, I that dude is pissed right now, right? If there's if oh. there's an afterlife, that guy is fucking choked. Like, dude, what the fuck did you just do? Not only that, but the guy was a father and his like son was in the house when it happened. First um, of all, why do you have a crossbow? Nobody should have a crossbow. Let me just go on record as saying no one should have a crossbow. Never in your life do you need a crossbow. And you're no. going to kill a neighbor with it. <laughs> no matter what, eventually one of your neighbors is going to die because you own that fucking thing. That never yeah. is there an instance in life where anyone said, quick, get my crossbow. Like, <laughs> you don't ever fucking need that crossbow. No, you're never going to hear. Will oh, never. oh, thank God you showed up with that crossbow has never been said. <laughs> Since, like, medieval times. Well, no, I bet you there's a couple of frat houses <laughs> that said that before somebody got shot by it. <laughs> and even then, in medieval times, they were like, really? 
You don't you, crossbow really? Like that guy got made fun of in medieval times. Oh yeah. People are like, what? We a got cannon using a crossbow. <laughs> Get a sword, you fucking idiot. They probably said that a lot in medieval times. Like, why can't you just be normal? Who needs a fucking crossbow? But in now yeah, now die, from, die from scurvy. What are you thinking? You don't die from a crossbow. <laughs> don't uh, It's a stupid fucking invention. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, now I meant to talk about this one. I believe it was almost last week now, <clears throat> but, uh, we just didn't get a chance on the episode. So a little bit of world news. Um, we all know how much big supporters of the Christian faith Eric and I are and how much we think that no harm ever comes with dealing with the church. So, um, in Tanzania, 20 people were killed in Tanzania church stampede. So what actually happened is um, this, again, I don't want to give the guy's name away because he's truly a piece of shit. Um, But he's a, uh, he he refers to himself as the apostle. And he was giving this giant speech in front of a whole massive crowd of worshipers that was attending a prayer ceremony. Um, and what he had done was at one point he had pulled out what he said was holy oil and he poured a little bit on the ground and he told everybody in the crowd to touch it with their foot, um, in order to be basically healed. And so there was a massive surge and a bunch of people got crushed to death. A bunch of people got injured. There's a bunch, it was just, it was a... Oh, was that not the funny part? <laughs> well, no, because the funny part is, is the preacher, right after all this shit happened, he fled the scene <laughs> and tried, disappeared and was arrested the next day at a port city of Dar es Salaam uh, trying to flee the entire thing. Uh, but they caught him and he is going to be charged and everything else. He's got to answer to these things. And yeah. I just, I mean... Usually a priest will always stand up and be like, eh, you know, <laughs> whatever. This motherfucker actually tried to run, so. It was God's will. God bless him. Yep. <laughs> God bless him. It, it was God's will. You can't argue with God's will. That's right. God wanted a 20 people to die God. to touch some oil on the floor. Um, <laughs> what was his, it was holy oil? Yeah, holy oil, and that's that's a thing in Christian faith. There's, uh, um, it's it's a blessed. It's basically a blessed oil. Yeah, no, like that's, all of that's not a thing. Uh, Christians, oh, I'm just sure so you Jesus know, that's, blessed out oil somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, Jesus didn't do that before he died. He didn't. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't stop and bless. Like, hey, before I get on the cross, like, can I just bless some oil so uh, some people could get trampled two thousand years from now? That didn't happen. Um, he didn't take the time to stop and bless shit before they hung him. That's he. He didn't have a lot of time to do that shit. So if some blessed, yeah, blessed if, oil, if some Yahoo <laughs> tells you he's got blessed oil, he's he doesn't. It's just it's not there. It doesn't exist. <laughs> he didn't do that. Um, and it's a symbol of God's grace at work through the faith of the believer. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's just, uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. I have, there's no better way for me to tell you none of that is true. 
Uh, here's Trump saying it's wrong. Wrong. None of that is true. It, it <laughs> That stuff doesn't exist. There's no, like, fucking holy Costco where you can go stock up on this stuff. Um, you know why? Because it oh, doesn't no, exist. Oh, no, there is. Oh, no, no, no there, you, you can order that if you want to buy it. You can buy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you want to order some holy oil, I've got a stash here that I've been holding on to. <laughs> For a long time. If you want to order it, just get in touch with me at Donald Trump is a sack of shit at Outlook.com. Or uh, you can even do Rose McGowan is stupid at Outlook.com. I will sell you as much holy oil as you can buy. I've got tons right now. And if this runs out, I can always get more. It's no problem. Um, along, oh, that's... Hang I'll, on. I'll send you with, a, with a, a piece of the Berlin Wall and some of Michael Jackson's hair. There's actually two different types of oil. There's uh, this. It's there's the the, the oil that the holy not the holy oil. There's an oil, there's a sacramental oil which is like holy water, um, which is basically just something that was blessed by a priest, and then you can buy that. See, but then the... there's actually the true holy oil, which cannot be sold. And is only used for personal use by the priest in anointing of the sick. <laughs> it's got it's oil. How do you know if there's holes in it? <laughs> it's not like that Swiss cheese. That's stupid. And I come on, you guys, Christians of the world, how is this God's will? Explain it to me. How that makes sense. And why that would happen why would god just wipe out 20 people that day uh he obviously didn't explain it to the priest first or he wouldn't have ran right <laughs> yeah uh, oil is how... mentioned a bunch of times in the bible so that that's what it is yeah no uh, um <laughs> the the bible in case you guys didn't know it it's kind of got a start and an end date to it those are all stories that happened uh it's not a prediction of what's about to happen um it's just telling us what did happen that's right so or what supposedly happened there's there's not a ton of prophecy in there it's not like hey stay tuned this is what's gonna happen uh which is the part you guys seem to get wrong most of the time it's not there's not another flood coming uh there's not it's not all, all this shit's not like happening. Like, oh, don't do this or it's going to happen again. That's not how it works. It's just, it's just a fucking book. That yeah, it happened, and now you all have to fucking what? Chip water on the floor and crush twenty people to death? What in what part of the world does that make any sense? That that's <laughs> like just use your fucking head before you do any of this stuff. Like, how come after the first? Like, nine people got crushed to death. People didn't stop and go, whoa, wait a minute. This is probably bad. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem very Christian to just trample these motherfuckers for no reason. Does that seem oh. anti-Christian to anybody out there? Maybe? <laughs> no? All right. Well, let's just keep doing it then. Speaking Use your fucking of... heads. <laughs> Eric, you're going to love this. Speaking directly on this topic, there is a guy in the U.S. who wants to sue the NFL for multi-millions of dollars. Because why, you ask? Let me tell you why. 
because of the halftime show. Oh, of course. Because he wants to sue them because he says that the halftime show uh, or be seeing two women scantily clad and doing the sexual movements um, on television um, – can can raise unwanted desires in men uh and therefore they should be punished um, so again this is that whole men have no no responsibility for their actions it's always somebody else's fault i i absolutely concur i haven't seen shakira in several years i can i i didn't notice if she's been around i didn't know it i don't follow popular music very closely i'm still trying to figure out what a fucking rizzo is i still haven't figured out uh a cardi b i gotta see what that all the so it's been a long like i don't i got no idea what's going on in in popular music uh i think kanye and and puff daddy are the same guy i I, I'm an idiot. So here's what I'm saying. When I saw Shakira at the halftime show, it's the first time basically since that first video she made that my hips don't lie, whatever bullshit. Um, yeah, there was definitely some some unwanted feelings creeping up there. I promise you. Uh, there were some feelings I wasn't expecting. I had some issues dealing with them. Uh, I didn't. Kleenex and you were fine. I'm fully on <laughs> side with this guy. He is absolutely correct. Um, I was very surprised by by it. Um, now, and what, what Gord just said is is absolutely right. Uh, you go in, have a shower and you deal with it. You don't sue the NFL. Um. And so, what? What was this guy's premise? So he's he's gonna get all rapey now or something? Or uh, give me, I'll, I'm gonna actually get this quote here because I really, I really, really need to. Um, his oh, it actually doesn't even. Was he is so provocative to the NFL for endangering his eternal soul? That's what he's that. That's why he's doing them. Oh, just for having impure thoughts. Just yeah, just for having impure thoughts. So wow. That's exactly. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Don't forget, he watched it. Well, of course he did. You're not going to take your eyes off that. Well, like you can't. You can't unsee what you've seen, right? So you might as well go through right to the end. I uh, I didn't know who the who was in the halftime show, but prior to the halftime show, so I watched it too. And once I saw it, those thoughts started. There's nothing you can do. They're there. Oh, by the way, do you want? To, I will let you take Eric. How much do you think he's suing them for? Uh, well, let me see. The NFL makes an estimated $14 billion a year. I'm going to say he's suing them for $14 billion. $867 trillion. Uh, <laughs> starting to think this guy is not the uh, brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Um, Should I give his name out? I'm not sure. 
Should I? Uh, absolutely. We should try to have him on the show. Uh, you know, eight eight hundred trillion dollars. Eight hundred and seventy-six trillion dollars. Uh, that doesn't exist. <laughs> there, there's not eight hundred. What What is the basis for the number? I, if that's a very precise number, I'm sure there's a good reason for it. That I don't have that as of this moment, but the guy's name is Dave Daubenmeyer, and he is the host of Pass the Salt live webcast. Oh, of course he is. Why are we not watching this? Why are we sitting here talking instead of watching this guy's <laughs> Pass the Salt? Sorry, I got to write this down. I'm just writing something else down at the moment, um, something that I, I also wanted to bring up just because I think it's stupid. Sorry, uh his his name's um, Funky Winkerbean? What? <laughs> Dave <laughs> uh, Daubenmeyer. D-A-U-B-E-N-M-I-R-E. Daubenmeyer. That doesn't surprise me at all. And is ho- and he's the host of the Pass the Salt live webcast. Pass the Salt live which webcast. Which he released on YouTube. Uh, of course he does. Yes, he does. And the best um, thing is, by the way, the article that's showing it, it's the picture of Shakira and J-Lo with both of them with like, their asses when they're shaking their hips on the side. So it's just their asses shot. <laughs> it's like, bam. <laughs> now, I'm assuming he makes somewhere near that $800 trillion mark from his webcast, obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He must. And that's why he's suing for that amount. Oh, my good God. My name is Jeff. I, I got to so check this thing out. His whole I have his whole statements here. I think we ought to sue, he said. What, would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG? Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, was there any warning that he was going that, uh, of what he was going to see might cause him to get sexually excited? I think we no. ought to sit down in a courtroom and present this evidence of, who, of how whoever – put on the halftime show is keeping me from getting into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> I, I go into a room and say, viewing this would, uh, viewing what you put on that screen, put me in danger of hellfire. <laughs> I absolutely need to see this case go forward. And I will support you, Dave, in any way. You have the full support of Eric and Gord to uh, take this as far as you can. Can you spell his last name for me again? <laughs> it's D A U B D A U B D A U B E N M I R E M I R E. And if you want to contribute to the uh, Dave Dobbenmeyer, Eric and Gordon uh, support fund, feel free to make a <laughs> donation here, and we will make sure it gets to. Dave Dottenmeyer. Um This guy, I need to see this guy go to court. Um, now, I only see, is is. do you have a picture of him there? Yeah, I do. Is he a guy with a goatee, glasses? He does. Yeah, he's got goatee, glasses. Looks yeah. like an angry Steve Spielberg. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. He has uh, Coach Dave Dottenmeyer. Yeah, Coach uh, Dave live is a I saw that just came up here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> to finish off his statement, though, he says, so if he went into court and he said, viewing what you put on that screen, put my 
put me in danger of hellfire. The court could say that doesn't apply here because the right to produce porn overrides your right not to watch it. Yeah, well, you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me there was going to be crotch shots. <laughs> That's discriminatory against the value I have in my house. You just can't do that. I want to sue them for about $867 trillion. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to uh, give you a little taste of Dave Dommeyer here talking about uh, the NFL. I think we ought to sue. Sir, what do you mean? I think we ought to sue. That's what I think. Hey, folks. He's just taking. Were there any warnings before that Super Bowl halftime show? Would that would that halftime show would that have been rated PG? (laughs) Were there any warnings that you're? 12-year-old young son whose hormones are just getting ready, just starting to operate. Was there any warning that he, what he's going to see might cause him to get sexually excited? So I think we ought to go sit down <laughs> in the courtroom and present this as evidence. Uh, how the, the whoever is keeping me from getting into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever is keeping me from yes, it would be rated PG, Dave, uh, or else it wouldn't have been shown on television. They they have a delay for stuff like that now, uh, thanks to no, Jerry Jackson. Every live sporting event is is a PG a thing because it's live. Yeah, exactly. Um, but even if some if it's it's there's about a seven second delay just in case something happens that's unexpected, a yeah. uh, a nipple gate scenario again um so yes it is pg and dave i'm not sure if you've had a talk with your 12 year old son uh recently but i guarantee you he gets sexually aroused by a fucking dish towel uh everything is sexually aroused it's you can't blame the nfl for your 12 year old being horny that's what 12 year old kids do i mean i tell you I've been aroused by a good, strong breeze, so, you know. Right? Um, (laughs) But, Dave, I fully support you in your cause. I'm going to just make sure I don't forget your name here. And he has – check him out. He's got tons of videos on the YouTube, and this is a lot of free advertising for you there, Dave. Uh, We're going to have the Meyer Minute on our show from now on. That's going to be a thing because you have – I particularly want to hear – this little rant about how bigot is the new N-word. Um, no. No. <laughs> I, I fucking hate this prick already. Um, I also... I, I like... Um, we got to cut... He's going to cut Donald Trump some slack for trying to decriminalize homosexuality. He's going to let Trump get away with that. Well, that's mighty nice of him. It's uh, very Christian of him. That's, that's mighty Christian of you, of you, Dave. Dave's got some good ideas here, and I can't wait to keep listening. He's got things that range from a minute uh, up to over an hour. Um, 
very 1492 videos coach dave has that's coachdave.tv there's a plug dave from the biggest canadian podcast on the air at the moment on my computer Oh, God, uh, I want to move away from this right now. <laughs> yeah, Coach Dave, you're an idiot. Hey, if you want to support Coach Dave and his efforts and help me and Gord to support Coach Dave in any way that we can, why don't you go to ericandgord.world, <laughs> have a look at the sexy Eric and Gord What If We're Right t-shirts that are available for you for the low, low price of $27. And you can pay for those via PayPal, or you, we can even just do an e-transfer if you're comfortable with that. You can get, uh, they come men's, ladies, in six different sizes, in about ten different colors. There's two different styles. This is the ultimate Valentine's gift. Your lady will love it, I promise. Uh, if not, Dave Dobbemeyer will give you a full refund on your purchase. So... <laughs> Go to ericandgord.world and uh, check out our new t-shirts and you can buy as many or as few as you like and I can have them shipped to you in just about a week. Uh, They are really, really nice. They are very good quality and if you're a fan of the show, I would say check them out. Try to buy one. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. We have kick-ass T-shirts, and you can buy them. EricandGord.world. Have a look at them. And, and uh, by the way, Eric, and, and listeners and watchers that follow our podcast, um, just so you know, I will have be having an updated picture within the coming couple of weeks of me wearing said T-shirts. Very cool. So, yeah, because... I'm not getting one for free. I'm actually going to dread up. I'm going to actually order one specifically. I'm actually going to order one for myself. I Just can't even afford one. <laughs> <laughs> or else I have a bunch. Um, but I got to make a whole new line of Eric and Gordon, Dave Dobbenmeyer t-shirts anyway. Yes. I would like now. to make a bunch of t-shirts with a bunch of different Eric and Gords on them. That would be kind of cool. We'll have a new one of those for you guys on the next episode too. It's been a while since we featured an Eric and Gord from around the country. And I found one that I like. So I'll have that ready for you guys tomorrow. Now we have, cause we knew this was coming. We called it. We knew it. Everybody knew it. That's not like that. We were, weren't revolutionizing anything or foreseeing any bit of the future, but so Trump has, well, gone off the deep end with his uh, impeachment acquittal, and he did over an hour-long um, speech about it uh, during a uh, at the White House East Room during a what the fuck was he doing? Um, I don't even know what the fuck he was doing here. Oh, he was doing matter. something in the East Wing. There's about a hundred people there, and um, now, unlike um, Bill Clinton when he was impeached and then let go of it, um, he said um, it's called the uh, uh, the Rose Garden address when he did it. Uh, he said, "No, I want to say again to the American." 
American people of how profoundly sorry I am for what I said and did to trigger these events and the great burden that they have imposed on Congress and on the American people. So, I mean, he literally just, you know, actually. He, he also wasn't seeking reelection. So, no. So. That's true. Um, uh, he didn't. Trump, to, on the other hand. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have to come marching out in a Trump and stupor and talk shit for an hour. No, Trump stood up and says it was evil, it was corrupt, it was dirty cops. Uh, this should never, ever happen to another president ever. Uh, we all went through hell unfairly. I did nothing wrong, <laughs> uh, despite the fact that the reason he got off is because he wouldn't allow two major groups to fucking actually get up to the stand to speak. It's the whole reason none of this ever went through. Um well, yeah, but he, he just he, – the only apology he did uh, was he apologized to his family. Um, what the fur was it? He did say something really nice. Uh, <laughs> it was so, so typical fucking trunk. Uh, uh, I had it right here. It's just for the reason I hear anymore. Uh, but yeah, basically he – Oh, he there you go. So his only contribution to, or con, 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 uh, his only apology was when he he was to his family, which was he apologized to his family for having them go through a phony rotten deal. <laughs> um, well, why don't you apologize to your family for that time you paid off the porn star to not talk about your affair? Uh, you know, um. Apologize to your family for when you said you can just grab women by the pussy and they'll still uh, vote for you. Uh, there's so much you can apologize to your family for, and I just I love how when you he just can't fucking see reality with a pair of binoculars. Like he he genuinely doesn't think he's ever done anything wrong. It's uh. Oh God! And like I said the other night, when when I was walking around old school style, uh, this is going to go straight to his head. He's going to come out just thinking he's ten feet tall and made of steel now because he thinks he got away with. He knows he got away with something. He does. He knows he did some stuff wrong. He knows what a shady motherfucker he is. Mm -hmm. He's never been a good guy. Everybody knows he's not a good guy. I don't know. Is is everyone just afraid of him? Is that what this is about? People are scared of what's going to happen if they don't just do whatever the fuck he wants. It's, well, it's they know be. that as, soon as they know that as soon as anybody says anything that's not Trump, you're God, you're amazing. He fires them on the spot and then publicly humiliates them, but and publicly means them. He does that to every single person who has turned on him in any sort of way in the slightest. But is public humiliation really that much of a deterrent nowadays? Like, oh, uh, on paper. Think about this on paper. I worked for the White House and I got fired. Uh, I know. Oh, how come you don't work there anymore? Well, here's the quote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, oh, on I paper, it just sounds really bad that, you know, he was, Trump would literally probably say, that, oh, it's treason what this fucking guy did, even though the guy just said, oh, yeah, Trump actually does blow his nose. It happens. 
we we live in a world where people love going on fucking America's Got Talent and look like idiots. Nobody cares about being publicly humiliated anymore. It's a pastime now. We do it for fun. I, I don't think it's that big of a deterrent. What are you afraid of? You might lose your job. Big deal. You'll get another job. Uh, stand up to this guy. He's an idiot. And he's destroying your fucking country. And I'm nervous that because our idiot, uh, for some reason, keeps fucking cowtailing your idiot, you're going to drag us down with you. And I don't want that. So stop it. Stand up to him. Mitt Romney stood up to him. He's going to fucking go down hard for what he did. But at least the dude's got balls. You know, Trump also, oh, this is really bad. Um, he, he did the, the national prayer breakfast in Washington. And what really made this bad was that, um, you know, before he got up and did a speech, there was a whole bunch of series of scripture quoting speeches, including a keynote address by Arthur Brooks, a Harvard professor um, and president of a conservative think tank who bemoaned of a crisis of contempt and polarization in the nation and urged those who gather to love your enemies. Trump gets up takes the mic and says, I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> I no, don't like people who use their faith as justification for what they they know is wrong. No, you, you can see his whole face during that whole fucking breakfast. He's just, it's like a dog trying to do math. It's fucking, <laughs> he just, he doesn't understand what's going on around him. And then he just, I don't, I don't think I like that. That's illegal now. No, Trump, you can't do that. Yeah, kid. I'm giving Rush Limbaugh the Medal of Honor. What? Are you just fucking insane? <laughs> I, I, fuck. What do you, I, like I said, it's just fucking, I don't even care about it anymore. It's just, don't drag my country down with yours. Now, a couple of hours ago, this got released, uh, is that, um, Trump said on Thursday, actually, this was on Thursday, that the U.S. at his direction had conducted a counterterrorism operation in Yemen that killed Qasim al-Rimi, an al-Qaeda leader who claimed responsibility for last year's deadly shooting at the Naval Air Station Pensacola. Yeah, I have no way of, of vetting any of these stories at the moment. Now, this is off the Associated Press, just saying uh, directly, but um, it's actually listed all over a whole bunch of other, like, you know, BBC's Guide and a bunch of other main roads. But basically what it is is, yeah, this guy was killed on a U.S. airstrike. Uh, Trump's claiming responsibility for, for organizing it, uh, saying we will continue to protect Amer the, the American people by tracking down and eliminating terrorists who seek to do us harm. So Trump is literally now going after anybody who has fucked with anybody in America. He is directly after them. You claim responsibility for fucking America, he will kill you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, um, remember, folks, remember what that means for anybody who disagrees with him now. That's basically the okay. way you're going. And yeah. for the... For the next four years, he's just going to fucking wipe people out. And that's great. But what does that do for your country after he's gone? Um, you know, he, he, he's just, 
he's got no sense of the fact that the world has to carry on post-Trump. No, because I actually firmly – I don't think – I don't know for something I, – I said this at the beginning. I said that he'd be – as soon as he got elected, I said I just – I don't – Trump is going to do everything in his power to ensure that he doesn't ever leave, have to leave office. Yeah, but you, he has to leave office. That's the that's the fucking whole premise of their uh, uh, system, their democratic system. He ha- you, you leave. You only get two terms, and then you're done. You don't get to come back. I don't know. And I, I guarantee in the next – in this term coming up – He's going to do all kinds of impeachable shit now. I oh, yeah. Well, he, he also stated during that thing that he's guaranteeing there's going to be another another impeachment against them. He, he's already like, openly predicting it. We'll probably have to go through this again, but it won't matter. We'll get through yeah. it again. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what that is him saying? I'm going to do some mm. fucking illegal shit. Yeah. And they're already saying possibly his son is prepping to run after when he can't run anymore, which is after this term, he can't run again. Uh, So maybe he'll get Junior to fill in for him. And then we can have eight years of Donald Junior instead, which is the exact same fucking thing. Yep. Uh, We we just have to not pay attention to anything going on in that fucking country for the rest of my life. Even though I'm planning on going there, like, next month. (laughs) Uh, But that's only just because I want to see America one last time before it's gone. Uh, Before it's gone. He's going to fucking destroy it. He's going to put a massive wall around. He's going to turn it into the ultimate compound. Yeah, fuck, his first wall's already fallen down. (laughs) So the next one. Big idiot. Your wall sucks. Um, what a shock that that wasn't built right. <laughs> I know. And no one's really even paying attention to it now because they know it's just a, number one, it's a fence, not a wall, and it keeps falling down. So it's, let's let's maybe focus on getting the kids at the border out of cages and back to their parents. Let's do some of that right now instead of fucking all this bullshit and Democrats, same thing. The Democrats have to just fucking smarten up. Uh, it's been a constant, just fucking witch hunt. Like they spent something like $300 million on this impeachment hearing. Uh, and that's a lot of time and money you could have spent on like passing a bill that did some good for your fucking country instead of wasting all this time when everyone knew it was a waste of time. That's a tremendous expense and a tremendous amount of time that could have been devoted to just making your country better instead of just mm-hmm. trying to fucking prove Trump wrong. Uh, yeah, you ain't lying. You're not going to win right now. Maybe after the election, if you get some more control in the in in the Senate or in Congress or whatever. But right now, you're not getting anything. And this has been for fucking four years now. It's been, oh, we're going to get Trump. We're going to get them on this. No, you're not. We're going to get them on this. No, you're not. Just stop it. Go run your fucking country. Yep. The funny thing is, is I would I would bet. I think I'd bet this. I might have to put more thought on this, but I'll say it anyways. I bet you that. If, 
It's not Eric and Gord. What if we thought about what we said? No. Well, I'm just trying to think about how positive a statement I'm about to make. But I don't think Trump would be as bad as he is if the uh, Democrats weren't so against him. I think you're probably on to something there. Like, I bet the reason, like, the whole, the main reason why he's so gung-ho and so far against it is simply because you're against me? Let me show you what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where if they, where if they were more, treated him like he was any other president that got elected and the party lost and he was just another president that was in, you know, let them sort of run their course. I don't think... I just don't think he would be as bad. Like, I don't think he would go after, you know, like the national monuments by trying to eliminate national monuments such as um, Utah um, by getting by and saying, oh, here, fucking 85 percent of big fucking big years national monument. Fuck it. Here's 85 percent of that's now good to go for mining deforestation, whatever you want to do to it. Um, I, I honestly think they should have treated him the same way. Uh, if you've ever worked in retail and you work with one of those companies that hires these special needs workers to be greeters or sweep the floor or whatever, and they do a shit fucking job, but they're eager as hell to work, but they don't, you know, they're not good at it. Not all of them, but for the most part. And you yeah. just walk by and they go, yeah, I'm sweeping the floor. And you go, yeah, you did a hell of a job sweeping the floor there, buddy. Um, right. That's what we should have been doing with Trump the whole time. Oh, you're doing some real good president in there, Trump. You just keep it up. And he would have just sat behind his desk pretending, playing president, and not gone all fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Everybody antagonized him. He makes a phone call to a world leader. It's actually just John in his basement, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They could have done that, too. They just reroute the phone. Like, just the, the president's phone, direct phone line goes to... Uh, someone in the next room who answers and pretends to be the, like he could. Uh, yes, this is Vladimir Putin. Uh, <laughs> Putin, this is Trump. You're going down. Okay, well, we'll back off then. Uh, bye, Mr. President. And then, fuck, but he spends four years not actually talking to anybody around the world at all. And they just tell world him. <laughs> fucking just pumping pictures of, look, uh, like makes fucking Photoshop some pictures of, of Iranian guys carrying American flags and be like, hey, Mr. Trump, see, you won. Good job, President. And they'll go, yeah, I won. <laughs> I bet you it actually would have been that easy. Oh, yeah, just fucking tell him he's winning and just let someone real run the country. Why are you fucking even... Oh, God, damn it. People actually <laughs> think this guy is doing good for their country. Which maybe he is. Maybe I'm way off base and he'll prove me really wrong. I don't think so. I, mean, I know he did some good things, rounding up pedophiles and whatever. Uh, he's also done a tremendous amount of bullshit and bad stuff. Where did you go? You went away again, I know, because I got that no, fucking I'm buzz just, back. I'm listening cause I, no, I'm sorry. I'm listening. Oh. I'm just a, I, I literally can't argue anything with what you're saying. It's just, that would have been the good plan right from the beginning. Just Should have done it. Should have done it. Reroute his phone 
Don't even give them Twitter. Just make up a fake website. Be like, oh, yeah, everybody's really loving your tweets. I, I could do that. I could set them up with a fake Twitter right now. <laughs> and then... Oh, it'd be amazing if that actually happened. It'd be so good. <laughs> that's what we should have done instead of encouraging him by, like you said, going after him like this. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a that's a brilliant thing. Just leave him alone. Don't fucking encourage him. Because he's going to be fucking <laughs> bad this year. He is going to do... Pelosi's going to get all kinds of impeachable shit done to her in the next two months. She's going to oh, want to yeah. quit her job now. Yep. Um, oh, it's that. And he is going to be absolutely relentless against her. He's already been naming her directly, like, and everything else, saying that she's a fucking, basically, she's a fucking terrorist of the country. Oh, well, he'll be all over. Of course. Uh, and you had to see that coming. Yeah. If if you didn't see that coming, you're, you're, you should be friends with fucking Dave Dobbermeyer. <laughs> That's genius. Uh, I don't know. What, what am I looking up here? I had something I wanted to look up. I don't know. I'm not talking about Trump tomorrow. That's my rule. No. Tomorrow is no Trump day. I'm more than fine. That's why I said I, I, we ha- I had to get it all out now. Because I just don't want to have to talk about it later. And I would like this to be a no-Trump year, but we're not getting that because Republican senators are a bunch of fucking pansies. And this is why we can't have appointed officials. We need elected officials in everything. And we need term limits on people. So they have to leave and they have to work. They, They do the best for their country and not the best for themselves. This is such a great example of what happens when you appoint a bunch of people into a cushy job and they don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. It's... Fucking right. They're the parole board of Canada of the U.S. <laughs> and this is what's happening. We let out a bunch of maniac killers and they just let out one. And there's the death toll is going to be fucking monumental in the next four years. That's Ugh. that's all I have to say about that. I'm going to get terrified. Go. What's going to happen in the future? Yeah, it is terrifying. I am ah, there's the Batman music. I am very uh, scared. I really am. I'm genuinely frightened about um what's what's coming up in the next four years. It's it's not going to get any better. I'll tell you that much. Oh, no, it's not. That much I can predict. Um, That's why you guys have to really help uh, 2020 be the year that we're right. Um, We got to start making some money off this shit so that we can survive and help you guys. So like us on the Instagram. uh, Hashtag Eric and Gord. Hashtag the easiest thing in the world. If you guys don't know what the easiest thing in the world initiative is. It's uh, something that Trump could never comprehend. (laughs) Uh, And what it is, is go about your day as you normally would and just don't be like fucking Trump. No, that's not what it is. What the easiest thing in the world is an initiative Gordon and I started right around the time we started this show, which is just about two years ago. 
uh, two years ago, next month, in fact. Um, and all you have to do to be a part of this is go about your day as you normally would. Um, don't change anything about your normal routine. Just every time you have occasion to interact with somebody, just be nice to them. Just see how that works out for you. And then hashtag easiest thing in the world on Instagram or the Twitter or wherever you like. And tell me and Gord what you did to be a part of the easiest thing in the world initiative. And if this thing catches on and everyone's just a little nicer to each other every day, uh, you would be amazed how different things could be. And if you hashtag easiest thing in the world, tell us what you did to be a part of this. We'll send you a free t-shirt. Um, and and Eric and Gord, what if we're right t-shirt. Uh, and that's a pretty cool fucking t-shirt. Uh, I think it's very important. I, I don't often show this side of myself on the show as much as I used to because America rotted my brain and I can't. But I genuinely think that the the one of the first solutions to all the shit that Gordon and I bitch about is just starting to be decent to each other again. Just basic human fucking decency when we meet each other on the street, friends or strangers or people we don't like, just fucking be nice to each other. It's literally the easiest thing in the world and it does change things. It It's... People are mirrors for the most part. They give you back exactly what you give them. And it's contagious. And you'll find your whole day, everything about your day changes. Karma starts going your way. Everything feels a little bit better. Um, And then we don't end up with Trumps and people that want to be like Trump and people that support Trump. If you do this, people's minds will start unclouding from whatever fucking Jedi hypnosis he's used on the world. And they'll start... (laughs) realizing that this is not the world we want to live in. These are not the kind of leaders we want to follow. Um, it's a, we could just be nice to each other, and we can stop lying to each other, and we can stop making up fake viruses, and we can stop all the bullshit and get down to living happy lives and raising our children to be smart and happy and productive uh, because that's not the direction we're going in now. We're going in, we're going to kill all the people that make the craziest motherfuckers in the Middle East feel secure until they feel so insecure they just start firing bombs at us nonstop. And we're all going to fucking die. This man is going to get us all killed. So I don't want that. I don't know if you do, but stopping it is literally the easiest thing in the world. That's my speech for the day. It's true. It's, you know, to to, to put it even more simply... if you've ever been through Tim Hortons and if you've ever heard of the thing, the pay it forward, which is where you pay for the dude's coffee behind you, you have no idea the impact that can make of just doing that one simple little nice act. And it ended up, I mean, I remember I used to do that just for kicks every once in a while. I just, you know, like one time I ordered breakfast and I knew it was going to take forever for the food to come out. So I paid for the dude's coffee behind me and the guy followed me to my fucking work. Just to thank me. He's like, Why why'd you do that? I'm like, Why not, man? Just I made you wait longer than you should have. I paid for your coffee. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, no big deal. And dude was ecstatic and he's like, Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. There's really nice people around the world. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Fuck. Just remember to do it to somebody else. And you don't and, have to do that's a great thing, but you don't have to pay anything. It doesn't have to cost you anything to be nice. You can just be nice. Be nice. Yeah. But I mean it's 
uh, you know, hold the door open for somebody. When you go into a mall, don't just walk in front of somebody and fucking slam the door in their face. Hold the door open for somebody. Something simple. Somebody drops something, hand it back to them. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Don't just pocket it. Don't just pocket it. Hand it back to them. And don't if, mock them for dropping it. If someone doesn't, at first glance, just happen to know what your gender pronoun is, don't be shitty about it. Yeah. Just fucking accept that that's not a fucking thing that matters and go about your day. Yeah. No big deal. You're, nothing about your life had changed. It's okay. You'll be fine. There are big deals in life. I'm not saying there aren't big deals, and I'm not saying you're going to be able to be nice to everybody all the time. If people are dicks to you, be dicks to them. I'm fine with that. But yeah, just try it first and see how it goes. Try to be as un-Trump-like as possible. And then we'll give you a shirt. Who doesn't want a shirt? Gino and Shakira. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want them to have a shirt. They'll cover up. (laughs) People are fucking hilarious. Um, I I don't know where to go with that. I'm done. I got nothing more to bitch about tonight. I'm done. I'm good. That was a that was a fun, intelligent, concise little episode right there. Um, pretty. Yeah, pretty... we actually stayed on topic for almost everything. We did almost. I missed one. I wanted to talk a little bit about Uber, uh, just because I want to say way to go, uh, BC courts for upholding the decision and telling taxi drivers to go pound salt once again. <laughs> Um, they're going to keep fighting and you just got to keep telling them fucking go drive for Uber and quit wasting court time. Uh, but it was really good. They got, they got another, they got basically just laughed out of court today. It's like, guys, give up. Uber is here to stay. And I don't think you're losing a lot of business to them. So quit whining. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to fire up a whole new topic an hour and a half in. I can save that for tomorrow um, where we will. I want to get back on the maps podcast. I am trying to locate them and expose them, figure out who they are and where they're podcasting from and wipe them off the face of the fucking earth along with incels and every other fucking deviant piece of shit. And... This is where things get real murky right now with the trans community and the LGBT community that these sick motherfuckers think they deserve to be a part of that. Um, Gordon, I kind of said this is where it's leaning and we everybody kind of joked, oh, what comes next? Fucking bestiality. You know? Well, yeah, here we are. Now it's here. So, um that's what's happening, and we got to fucking deal with it. I am not going to allow it to be LGTB fucking P for pedophile. That's not a thing that I'm marching in a parade for. No, not at all. As soon as that gets accepted with them, that is it. So that, that's it. I hopefully will have some more information for you guys, and if I do, it'll be on our website, and it will also be talked about tomorrow night on this show. And uh, I want to talk about the new Batman because he pisses me right the fuck off. And I don't, but we will anyways.
Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand why Robert Pattinson has to exist, but that's for tomorrow. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, roughly 23 hours from now, we're going to be back to do this for you. In the meantime, hashtag easiest thing in the world. Take care of each other. Don't own a crossbow. Yes. <laughs> Point it at a fucking pedophile. Point it at Dave Dobbenmeyer. Or him, too. I'm fine with that. Fuck. I love you, Dave. Oh, I'd say suck a dick, Dave, but don't. You'll suck a kid, so I don't want oh. to. <laughs> Wrong. I'm going to start some music and play us out. What do I want to play cool. us out with? Uh, I'm going to go with... How about this one? I don't even know what this is. Oh, no, that's stupid. Never mind. Uh, good night, everybody. See ya. <laughs> What's this? Hmm.